Change is strong, and you can experience it at Gold's Gym. For a limited time only, join the most supportive and dedicated community in fitness for just $1. Get access to the latest cardio and strength equipment, the best group exercise classes, and expert personal trainers dedicated to your success. A stronger you is waiting at Gold's Gym today. Tap the banner now for a free pass. Offer ends February 29th. Valid with select new memberships at participating locations only. Commitment required. Annual fee and other restrictions may apply. Back to Jimmy B and TC on Des Moines' big sports station, 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody, welcome in on a snowy, cold Monday in the capital city. We say hello to you, and oh, man, it is on. NCAA tournament time cannot wait. And there are some great stories coming out of this tournament as well. Uh, We've got a great show lined up for you. Uh, Chris Doberty, Bracketology Yahoo from SB Nation. He's terrific here on the show, and we love having him on. This is going to be fun. Tom Caker, Hawkeye Report. We know the Hawks are in the not-interested tournament, but while Iowa's in, we will be interested. Uh, at 140, Ian Murphy from the Ames Tribune on the Cyclones and their trip to beautiful Milwaukee at this time of the year. Uh, 2 o'clock, Ryan Van Bibber, NFL editor, SB Nation. And at 225, Scott Phillips, more basketball chatter uh, from Bleacher Report. My brother from another mother. How you doing, pal? You're not my brother. You're way too old. You're my grandpa. <laughs> so you are. Actually, I could be your great grandpa. <laughs> I'm doing well. Good. Doing well. Good. You know, uh, we get these brackets in our hand. Yeah, hands I know. I'm on like, Sunday. Like a little kid. And uh, love going through them. We're going to be breaking things down. Yes, we will. Here the next few days as we get ready for the tournament. And of course, the uh, the big story with Iowa State and what they have going on the Cyclones. With Nevada. Yeah. Not Nevada. No, 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 The little no. town up by there. No, no. The, the real pronunciation, Nevada, the Wolfpack. Edgar Jones was a star player for Nevada back in the day. And I, to be honest with you, I think that is probably... I think they had maybe one other top player out of there. Nick Fazekas? Nick Fazekas, yeah, maybe. But he, he was really good. He was, but he didn't really make it yeah, in the who cares NBA. Who cares? Well, that's We're talking college basketball. Deal. He was a good player, Fazekas was. Very good player. But Edgar Jones was the real deal. Six never heard of center. him. Of course, you never heard no, of him. No. no, but he was the real deal. Right. We like to try to keep things relevant, Jim. I'm just saying. People know Nick Fazekas. They don't there. know Earl Butt Dart. What do you call him? <laughs> yeah. Edgar, Edgar Jones. Look Edgar. him up. I refuse. Look him up. I know you. I'm do. about the here and now, and here Fair and now. Enough. Yes. Thursday night, one of the uh, final tip-offs. You get that late night game, and uh, with it, uh, you have to figure that the uh, CBS and their Turner partners expect this one to be pretty good. Yeah, they do. Opening I'm, point spread. I've seen. I've seen a lot of people favor Nevada in this game. You know, it's interesting. You go back to a year ago, and a lot of people had Iona right. beating Iowa State, and a part of it was what happened the year before mm-hmm. with UAB Got as a 14 seed knocking off Iowa State. And uh, last year, a lot of people kind of jumped into that same boat. Nevada plays a very similar style to Iowa State. Yeah. In fact, they'll get up and down the floor. We've seen Iowa State slow their tempo over the last couple of years than what you've grown accustomed to, but they still have a lot of the guys that mm-hmm. were built to kind of play a different fashion. And as they've improved defensively, that has been a part of the renaissance that we've seen. And, and we talked about it all, Solomon Young and on and on and on. But 
But to me, this is much like Iona last year. Yes. The play style that Iowa State knows, I just don't know if they can do it as well as Iowa State. Now, with the caveat being, well, if they don't play well, you're going to get beat. Well, yeah. This is a team yeah. that won the Mountain West, right. as down as the Mountain West is this year, and it's bad. Yeah. It's bad it, for it, Mountain it, West it, standards. It is a, yes, there are no good teams in this, with the exception of Nevada. Right, right. But winning the regular season title at 14-4, and four, winning the conference title, it's not like it was three, four, five years ago when the Mountain West had a lot of elite-level mm-hmm. teams. You had New Mexico that was right. very good at the time, BYU when they were still in the conference. So San Diego State. It's, it's a different conference than what it's been here over the last few years, but this is a good team. And Eric Musselman, that guy can coach. He can coach. And, you know, I, I've heard him many times. I, I want to say he maybe did some... Uh, some work as maybe Fox Sports Radio or something th- like I that. I think he did. Yeah, he did a little bit. For a few years. He yeah. knows the game, and he was a guy that seemed like was just begging for a job. He was. Like, Somebody give me a shot yeah. here. Yeah, He was in the NBA. He coached Golden State for a couple right. of years, coached at Sacramento. Beto. yep. Wasn't very successful at either of those stops. They were two teams at the time that just weren't, frankly, very good. And you know, Jim, in the NBA, you got to have players. you got to have players, right. yeah. If you don't have players, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're Larry Brown. Mm-hmm. You're not going to win if you don't have talent. But he made the decision that he was going to step back from the right. NBA, and he was going to go to college. And he's been at Arizona State. He's been at LSU before he finally broke through and got the job at Nevada. But this is a good job. He's mm-hmm. a good guy. Yeah. He's a good coach. He is. And uh, he'll have his team ready to go. Uh, including a name that I'm sure a lot of people around here might remember because I, I first saw it and I'm like, how do I know this kid's name? Their leading score. Mm-hmm. And I scratch. All right, I, I got to look. So looked him up and uh, he played at Missouri State. Really good player down at Missouri State and transferred before his final season. Mm-hmm. Not the grad transfer route. Actually sat out for a year just to play this one final season with the Wolfpack and averages 19 a game, 6 Paid three. off. Yeah, he can, he can fill it up in a big way. They got another one of their big guys as another uh, Missouri right. Valley Conference uh, uh, transfer. You know who it is? Well, he said right. What's that? He said right like he knew. Oh, no. Uh, a kid from Southern Illinois, Oliver is his name, okay. who played a season there. Because my research begins today. Of course, of course. I mean, God forbid that you'd actually oh, show up. I can't up do it the, on the weekend. No, no. no God forbid no. you show up actually knowing what you're no, talking about. No, I don't want to know. No, I, I want to be totally unprepared, and which I am. You're good at that. Yeah, and as I look at the at all of the brackets, I haven't done squat on it yet because huh. I have to let it stir a little bit before Why? I start just so I get a better feel and I can do a little more research on these teams. Well, that's you haven't why. done any yet. No, that said, it starts today. It starts today. I, I got till Wednesday. Oh, okay. That's plenty of time. I got you. Plenty of time for me to dive in. Look, this is, I, I'm with you. I, I think the, the Iowa State Nevada game, could this game be high 80s? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. I, it's going to be fun. To me, it does feel a lot like that. I own a game where I think Iowa State it's going to be a ninety-one, eighty-two. They're going to control it. They're going to win it. I think so. It feels like yeah. that one. It's twelve-five matchup. Mm-hmm. We talk about it historically. Two last year, uh, twelve seeds got knocked off uh, or knocked off five seeds, including. Well, we know all about it because Arkansas Little Rock got Purdue last year. They did year. get Purdue. Boy, do they want to see Iowa State Purdue, huh? <laughs> this committee, they, well, we didn't get it last year. We're going to get it this we year. We want it this year. And if it doesn't happen now, we're going to get it at some point. <laughs> but maybe the best thing for Iowa State is the way that this bracket plays out. First of all, yes. even as a number four, uh, number five seed, yep. they get to stay close to home. Mm-hmm. They get the closest regional. Yep. They get to go to Milwaukee. Walking. And boy... 
I mean, you talk to people. I, I, I was getting phone calls last oh, night. Oh, they're packing. Well, yeah. Hey, you got it. I don't have any connections. <laughs> How in God's name would I be able to get you anything? Well, you're in the media. Yeah, yeah. I have, I'm sorry. I have no connections. I'll, I'll let you know if I hear everything. But everybody wants to go, and, I, and I've already heard from tons of Cyclone fans oh, yeah. that are just going over, sure. without tickets. Oh yeah, just, just going to go. Just over, try to buy them. See if you can scalp. Yep. If not, eh, we'll have fun. We'll yep. party, and and then if they make it to the next round, mm-hmm. they make it to Saturday. Well, there's a chance that tickets will be maybe a little more readily available. Right. If not, I'll just party Milwaukee. Sure. Yeah. Drink some Miller over the That's, weekend. That'll work. Yes, of uh, course. Look, uh, here's the cool part, and and I know the we'll do a lot of discussion on this uh, tomorrow and Wednesday leading up, <laughs> but if if Iowa State is successful, they end up in Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas Re- City. Return to Hilton, Hilton South. South. Absolutely. All over again. With Kansas. Yes. Possibly yeah. awaiting now. <laughs> ah. Peek ahead here. Okay. Kansas loses yeah. to TCU. Game was going on. We figured it was going to be Kansas-Iowa State in the semis. We did. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. No Josh Jackson. Right. Okay. Still. I understand. This is a team that has been yes. towing yep. that line all throughout the year. Yes, Very close. Yes. Against Michigan State. Yeah. Against Miami. Mm-hmm. No sure thing, right? No, no, they're not a sure thing. No. Absolutely not. No. This is, and another thing, Kansas has been a number one seed under Bill Self, I want to say, five or six times. I agree, yes. How many times have they made the Final Four? None. Once. Only once as a number one seed. When did that take place? Where did I miss that? Was that like, that in the first, okay, whenever. Okay, gotcha. One time they've made the Final Four as a one seed. Wow. Wow, that's shocking when you bring that up. Now, the Kansas fans have already bought tickets for the Sweet 16. Oh, I mean, sure. This is something, as they were rolling along, they, they've been nabbed up for a long time. Yeah. So, again, it's not going to be quite like it was down at the Big 12. It's not going to be where you're going to have seven, eight, nine, ten thousand 10,000 people right. in the building. It won't be like that if Kansas is there. Kansas gets beat by Michigan State. Ooh. They get bite by Miami. Oh, those tickets... They're going to be available. Yes, they will. And you know the Cyclone fans will be making their way down for that one. So just something to keep your eye on, kind of a peek ahead at that Midwest region, but a lot to get into here. We'll look at that bracket as a whole. You got Louisville down on the bottom part of that. Really like that Cardinal team. I know you do. Donovan Mitchell and company, they've been so inconsistent. And, And the other thing, watching Louisville at times this year, when I went through and did my initial run through, okay. I, I just kind of you run through it fast. Did, yeah, run through. Yeah, that, I always do that I right just, away. I just looked at it. That's run all through I do. it really fast. Yep. I came up with Louisville in the Final Four. Okay, but they play so dumb sometimes, and they're just a dumb team. Can Michigan or Oklahoma State beat them? Absolutely, absolutely. Both those teams can fill it up in big fashions. Uh, they're two of the top five offensive teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Louisville. You know, they've struggled against some teams that really slow it down. Those are actually matchups that do, do favor Louisville. They both like to play a little up-tempo. Right, and Louisville plays better against those yes. teams. The teams they struggle with are, are the Virginias of the world. Mm-hmm. The teams they will just grind it out, which Louisville can do defensively themselves, but when they're struggling on the offensive end, they're not the same team. So I do like Louisville coming out of there. You know, Creighton, Rhode Island, I, I liked Rhode Island initially. In uh-huh. fact, I like Rhode Island to maybe even After knock off Oregon. After what I watched yesterday. They're good. Yeah. They're good. E.C. Matthews, a guy that I were recruited very hard mm-hmm. coming out of high school, and it came down to a decision, well, who are we going to take? Are we going to go hard after Matthews, or are we going to go after Peter Jack? Peter Jack, 
went with the commitment. That's where they went. And uh, Matthews ended up there, even though he was much highly ranked. He was a top 100 kid. Right, right. But the Iowa offer went away when Jack said yes, and he said, I well, think I'm it worked out okay. It worked out okay. Yeah. Guy that's been injured a lot, but that's kind of how I have things breaking out. For Iowa State, though, we'll talk about Nevada a lot here the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. We'll also peek ahead if they do get Purdue there, the matchup we didn't get last season. The big boys. Yes. Swanigan, Haas. Haas. How do they handle those guys, those monsters down low? They did against Baylor. Yeah. This is This, this is, is different. different. And one thing that people continually miss about this squad, they miss Purdue, how good of a three-point shooting team they are. Mm-hmm. This is a team that for a long time this year led the Big Ten in three-pointers and three-point percentage. I mean, this is a team... People just think about the two big guys, but right, they can fill right. it up from the outside, and, and that's concerning. If you are so concerned about trying to find a way to slow down Haas, to slow down Swanigan, and that's all you're doing, you're leaving wide-open shooters, yeah. and that's how they can really hurt you. Yeah, they will, too. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if that matchup takes place, and of course we hope it does, how well Purdue gets out to defend the pace that Iowa State wants to play with the big guys on the court, and can they get out to defend the three-point line? Those are always key components when you're going to play against Iowa State because they spread the floor so well, Mm -hmm. they run the spots, and when Monte Morris brings the ball up the court, he knows those guys are going to be in those spots. So he already knows where his teammates are, he just distributes, and then they jack it up. That's it. It's, got, it's, uh, it's worked great here on this run that they have been on. And this is, I'm not going to say, this is a tough bracket for Iowa State, especially if they get Purdue next, and then what could take place again with a matchup against Kansas. And look, right, look, Brent and I, we bragged on Iowa State big time. When they beat Kansas, they made 18 threes, mm-hmm. 18 threes in that game. I mean, that's really, that's tough to duplicate. That really is. And they might, if they are going to have success, they're going to have to have games that they make 12 to 14 threes in order to win. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's got to be their style. You got to shoot it. Got to fill yeah, it up. You got to fill it up. Threes, and, yep. and that's the way that this team is built. Now, you know, you look at it and matchup-wise, you're out of the number 12 seeds that they could have faced. You get Nevada. Could have been UNC Wilmington. Kevin Keats has done a great job. He has done a Remember great job. Remember last year, yeah. they had Duke on the ropes. They, they were did. up at the half yeah. against Duke, uh, let it slip away late, but they were right there to get it done, and this is a very veteran squad. Could have been then. Could have been Princeton. You want to see Princeton? Mm-mm. I sure wouldn't. No. I sure wouldn't. No. Backdoor. Discipline. Hello, UCLA. Absolutely. (laughs) Middle Tennessee. Well, we saw what they did a year ago against Michigan State. Kermit Davis, look, he's a guy that really got kicked around and ended up at Middle Tennessee State. He's been there for 15 years. 15 years now. Yeah. And decided, you know, I like it here. I'm just going to hang my hat here, and that's it. And he's done a fabulous job at Middle Tennessee State. And then Nevada. I mean, out of the 12 seeds? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not bad. Purdue in the next one, if the seeds hold. Now, that is where I agree with you. I think they probably got the 12 seed you wouldn't mind seeing the most out of the four mm-hmm. in Nevada. Yeah. I, th- I think that's fine. And for the style Iowa State plays, I think it works out very advantageous for Yes, them. and you and I always talk about styles and, and how it happens in yep. matchups and tourneys. On the other side, Purdue. Yeah. 
Your other four seeds, West Virginia. Yes. Well, you wouldn't see them regardless because right. of bracking principles. Yeah. Butler, wouldn't mind seeing them. No. Nope. Florida hasn't been the same since injuries have hit them. And I think their center is still out. Yeah, he's out for the year. Yeah. He's, he's out for the year. Yeah. Cannonberry's been digged up. I mean, yep. this, this is a team that I think they're three and three since they're that limping, injury. limping in. Yeah. And then Purdue. So mm-hmm. you didn't get the perfect matchup. I think you'd rather see Butler or Florida there. Yes, I agree. As opposed to Purdue, but you can't argue about Mm-mm. it. You're in Milwaukee. Mm-mm. Yeah. You got a 12 seed that you feel good about compared to the other ones. Right. This is pretty good. And if you do get it done, you're heading to Kansas City. You're hand- heading to Kansas City with a chance to go to the Elite Eight against Kansas or maybe something else. But more than likely, it's going to be Kansas. Wilbur Harrison sang that song, I'm going to Kansas City. Wilbur okay. Harrison. Okay. Yeah. Relevance, Just, as always. Well, as, as always. I'm, I, I want to see also what takes place out west because there's some, there's some interesting matchups that are, that are going to feature some teams that really like to get up and down. And I think we're going to see some real high-scoring affairs. I my, really do. Uh, my initial bracket, I yeah. had Notre Dame, Arizona. Okay. In the Elite Eight. And my initial bracket... This is uh, why this is subject to change, because I went through and I looked at it. Right. My final four was Louisville out of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Out of the South, I had Carolina. Yeah. Out West, Notre Dame. And then out East, Duke. Okay. Four ACC teams. I'm like, they're not four ACC teams. <laughs> Got to make it. Come on, Condon. Go back See, to the that's drawing why, board. That's why I, I don't overreact right away. Well, it's I, not I overreacting. Let, it's I just let going it through. simmer. I let it simmer. Right. I've gone through here. I Look, a lot of people like... Uh, like uh, Florida Gulf Coast, yeah. I've seen Florida Gulf Coast. This is not Dunk not, City. Not, it's not Dunk City. <laughs> no, no. Okay. No. Okay. I think Florida State throttles them. Okay. Yeah. It'd be fun. It'd yeah. Be fun in Orlando. Well, who's the fourteen you like most? Is it Florida Gulf Coast? <sighs> it's not New Mexico. I thought about New Mexico State, but it's not them. I I watch them play. Fourteen I like most. Um, it's happened a lot, Jimmy B. Yeah, I know. Man, oh man, oh man. That's I really thought about New Mexico. I, I don't know if I can go back to that or not. I I don't think South Carolina's playing worth a damn. No, they're not. So if uh, okay, I'm gonna say New Mexico State. They're not playing South Carolina though. Yeah, that's right here. I think your bracket's wrong. Oh, they it play is? Baylor. Oh. Or are you looking at it wrong? No. Uh-uh. I was looking at it right there. Let's see what the newspaper screwed up today. Yeah. Right? yeah. Let's, Jimmy B. relying on his newspaper. No, I just I just pulled that out because I knew the bracket would be there. No, you, you're. it's right. you got to understand how to read a bracket, Jim. Oh, see, did I look th- at it wrong? The three seed yes. plays a 14. Ah. You've been looking at brackets for 72 years. <laughs> you don't know how a bracket works? <laughs> Oh, goodness. Goodness gracious. Well, we're going to take a look at the bracket, what they got right, what they got wrong, and also thoughts from our friend Chris Dobertine. SB Nation is bloggingthebracket.com is where you can find all of his work. He'll join us coming up here as we come to you live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. It's Jimmy B and TC. We're back in a moment. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. 
Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code des moines to take advantage of mike's four-pack special you'll get 50 percent off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping most tuesdays are just tuesdays except at buffalo wild wings where Tuesdays are Wing Tuesdays. But now even Wing Tuesdays aren't just Wing Tuesdays because Wing Tuesdays are half-price Wing Tuesdays, which means your boring Tuesday that became Wing Tuesday now costs you half as much. In case you're confused, we have half-price Wing Tuesdays. We do it for you. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Prices and participation vary. See participating locations for details. Void were prohibited. The weather's warming up, and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. You soon. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local...
local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet. Equipment not return on their face and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K BGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Back in, we roll all the way until uh, 3 o'clock today. It's always fun when we get uh, Chris Dobertine in. He's always nice enough to take Trent's call. He never takes mine. He just takes Trent's call. That's right. He comes to us uh, on Bracketologist from SB Nation. Chris, good afternoon to you, pal. Good afternoon, guys. Happy Bracket Week. Yes, it is. Uh, let's kind of jump in here. Um, and Trent will tell you, I am I am just now, because I can't just pick it up and start assimilating that information that quickly. Mm -hmm. So my assimilation begins today and then ends on Wednesday when I finally fill out a bracket sheet. I've seen several things stating that Kentucky once again got dealt the, 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 the death card. Is that, is that fair? Are we looking at that bracket once again being the most difficult? Yeah, uh, to me it really is, especially since the top three teams in that region, you know, have experience with each other relatively recently. You know, Carolina played UCL, uh, played Kentucky in that fantastic CBS Sports Classic game mm-hmm. in Vegas in December. Um, and then, you know, Kentucky played UCLA at Ruff and lost. So, so right now, then you throw Butler into the picture, and, you know, Butler's, you know, swept Villanova during the regular season. So that's another team, you know, if they get hot, you know, they could potentially knock off Carolina in the Sweet 16 if they get that far. And then you have a couple other interesting teams that they get hot and, and do something. You have Minnesota there. Arkansas, a team that Kentucky has obviously experienced, and based on yesterday, some bad blood. Mm-hmm. It was working in that bracket. Cincinnati's a very dangerous sixth seed. And then, of course, right off the bat, Kentucky could get Wichita State, you know, in the second round. And, you know, wouldn't it be just great? You know, great theater. If if the Shockers end up knocking off which uh, end up knocking off the Wildcats, you know, a couple of years after Wichita State was the one, and Kentucky knocked them off. So we heard next year it is going to become official that the committee is going to come together and they are going to use more analytics, and it's going to be a part of the criteria. You saw again a lot of reliance on the RPI in Wichita. A great example of that. You know, it comes down to, for a lot of people, who'd you beat? Wichita doesn't have a whole lot on that mm-hmm. resume. Uh, is there a concern, though, as they if they do move deeper into analytics and it does become a good part that, in the end, it comes down to just what some computer systems say and, and not what you actually done on the floor? Is that concerning at all to you, Chris? Yeah, it is, because you almost kind of see it, you know, looking at this group and, and how, again, how power conference heavy. And we knew it was going to be power conference heavy because it's been leaning that way all year. But, you know, one of the situations to me that really jumped out is, you know, Middle Tennessee is a 12 seed. Mm-hmm. A lot of us really thought that, you know, if they lost the Conference USA final on Saturday night, they would be in. But looking at where they're placed, that wouldn't have been the case. They wouldn't have made it. And this is a team that actually, you know, did a little bit better than Wichita State did in terms of getting it scheduled together in November and December. You know, they actually beat Vanderbilt by 23 points. You know, they beat Ole Miss on the road. You know, they beat Belmont. 
and you know they wouldn't have made it in. So the the problems. I mean, they can go and get whatever numbers they want. They can go and create a new metric. You know, they can use Ken Palm. They can use Sagarin. They can keep the RPI and do whatever. But they there are other biases they really need to kind of work on first. Otherwise, you know, fixing the numbers isn't really going to change anything. Mike, my, my question then is, what can mid-majors do? Look at look what happened to Illinois State. And I thought the committee did a pretty good job, with the exception of Illinois State. Uh, I mean, I just saw the tweet from the coach saying, we'll be happy to do home-and-home home with anybody. Uh, will you please call me so we can play? What if what if what if so-called power conference teams? They don't want to take that call. They don't want to play those teams, thinking they might get beat. Exactly, and and this is this is the problem that we have. I mean, he, you know, Dan Muller said that you know he had contacted twenty-five different you know power conference schools, and not a single one would actually you know play them. And that's because these power conference coaches don't want to go on the road in November and December or bring you know one of those highly talented teams you know into their building even you know, with the risk of losing that game and maybe potentially, you know, sabotaging their own at-large chances later on. And another, you know, interesting thing that came up was that it, we found out that Monmouth, which was a top-50 RPI team, should, should have been discussed based on, on that alone. They didn't even get brought up in the committee room after they lost the Metro Atlantic final. Wow. And to me, that's just, that's just lunacy. You know, Chris, from the perspective of the... The major powers here, and and we've saw seen it happen in our own state. It used to be where you and I and Drake would play home and homes with Iowa State and mm-hmm. Iowa, and that's gone away uh, for just a a one off game that they play every year here in Des Moines at a neutral site, yep. and and it's just not the same that it once was. You know, take a look, for example, at Vanderbilt, average in a pretty bad SEC this year, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they challenged themselves in the non conference. They played exactly. They played schools like Belmont, like Bucknell, including. Losing to Beckham. Yes. They, they played Butler. They went on and on and on. Middle Tennessee, all these mid-majors we're talking about, they played them. They lost a few of those games, yet they're still in because they challenged themselves. Shouldn't that be yeah. a recipe right there for every major conference team? You know what? No more playing Maryland Eastern Shore. Yeah. If we have a home-and-home home with Illinois State, with Wichita, with Middle Tennessee State, whoever the flavor du jour is, it's going to help us, and it's going to help us get in the tournament even if we lose. You would say that, but then, you know, you look at one of the last teams into the field, the very last team into the field was Kansas State, mm-hmm. who did the exact opposite. They mm-hmm. end up getting in basically on the strength of beating Baylor twice away from Manhattan. You know, but they, you know, their best non-conference win was Colorado State, a team that, you know, was, was nowhere close to making the field. So it, it's almost like we need more consistency out of the committee on that front because, again, for years and years and years, they told us that non-conference scheduling matters. But the very last team they put in, and, you know, you think about Syracuse kind of being on the outside, too, you know, was in a similar situation, they're not quite as bad, you know, is non-conference scheduling and taking control in November and December and, and taking control of your own destiny then, and then they completely ignore it. We're having a terrific conversation right now. Chris Dobertine, hoops du jour, bracketologist for SB Nation on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Okay, let's roll to um, the local here, Iowa State. And fans are excited. Uh, Milwaukee is not that far away. No. Uh, the Cyclone fan base travels tremendously well. They will show up and try to get tickets to get in. Uh, they are matched up against Nevada, the Wolf Pack. 
I, I referenced Edgar Jones as the top player ever to come out of Nevada. Trent looked at me like I'd lost my mind. He had no clue who Edgar Jones was. But uh, this is a team that plays uh, a fast-paced style. It falls right where Iowa State would like to play. Yeah, and the, and the interesting thing about the Wolfpack is is if, if they go cold like they did in the second half against Colorado State in the Mountain West Final, because you know, at halftime that game seemed absolutely over, and they did absolutely nothing on offense for the probably the first eight minutes of the second half, and the Rams kind of crawled through that and, and were able to claw back before the Wolfpack you know, pulled away late. You know, with Iowa State's offense, that could be real trouble if they end up going through a spell like that. Yeah, this uh, Nevada team, they're going to push the pace. They can fill it up from mm-hmm. the outside. Yep. Uh, they got a lot of pieces, a good matchup there. But you know, last year, we were all talking about the next-round matchup if Iowa State got by Iona, as they did, and uh, Purdue. The problem is Purdue yep. got beat by Arkansas-Little <laughs> Rock. If yep. it is, though, in the round of 32, Iowa State-Purdue, just to uh, forecast a little bit that matchup in your mind, the big guys against Iowa State, who we know doesn't have a whole lot of girth inside in that matchup for the Cyclones. Yeah, I think that could be a real problem because I'm kind of thinking back to that Gonzaga game right now mm-hmm. and the fact the Cyclones didn't do quite so well on that one. And I think that would make me, you know, even though they only lost by two points, you know, it was a great kind of rally, at, you know, at the end on the part of the Right, they, the made, a the big, yeah, they made a big run, but, yep. But the, good, but the reason they were able to do that is, you know, Karnowski only played 22 minutes, which made a big difference inside. So, you know, if... if the Cyclones can take the ball inside during the first half and the early stages of the second and get Purdue's bigs in trouble, then they're going to have a great shot at being able to knock that off because they have all that arsenal on the on the perimeter. You know, Trent and I are salivating over that one because we really want to see that game. I mean, we really do. Is there a game that you cannot wait to see? And, and don't tell me that North Carolina Duke for the fourth time, <laughs> although I love watching the, those two teams play. I mean, it's so much fun to watch those teams play. But is there is there a matchup that you can't wait to see? Looking further down the line, I would love to see a second Kentucky-UCLA game okay. just because I think yeah. that, that both teams have really, you know, gotten better since then. Mm-hmm. You know, Kentucky, you know, is, is still a little bit prone to, you know, going cold shooting-wise, but UCLA's defense has, for the most part, gotten better. So that that's kind of one down the road that I'm looking, you know, looking forward to in the beginning. But I'm really curious to see the what are the other games in Milwaukee, that Minnesota-Middle Tennessee game in the first round, just because, I mean, it's, pretty much that same Blue Raider team that knocked off Michigan State last year. But Minnesota's coming in, you know, you know, left the Big Ten tournament a little bit earlier than they wanted. You know, still a pretty dangerous team, and they're going to have, you know, some good crowd backing, you know, being relatively close to home. So I think that's the one in the first round that I'm looking forward to the most. Going to be a lot of fun ones. Uh, what did you miss? Did you get everything right, or was there a bubble team or two that you missed mm-hmm. uh, in your final bracket before the selection show? I had Syracuse in over Kansas State, and that was it. Did pretty good in terms of seeding. Had 38 rights on online, which was one less than last year, but I had 24 within one. So that's 62 of uh, 68 within one line, which isn't too bad at all. Okay. Why do you think then the committee, Trent and I, we didn't think Syracuse should be in with their record. Why do you think the committee was so close to putting Jim Beheim and the Orange in? Probably because they had three top 20 wins later in the season. I think that was probably their, their biggest selling point. 
The thing that worked against them, though, they didn't play well away from the Carrier Dome. They went 2-11 and 11 in games away from home, yep. which I think really that was the issue. Which, but I'm still a little surprised that Kansas State's non-conference schedule got as much of a pass as it did compared to Syracuse's road struggles. You know, that Syracuse uh, story last night, Bayheim. boy, was that annoying. I mean, where, where? I know. You, you don't leave the Carrier Dome to play hardly anybody. When you do... You make sure it's in New York. Your neutral site games are a joke. You didn't beat anybody in the non-conference. And you didn't. And the other thing, oh, we beat three top ten teams. It's not where you're ranked when a team plays them. I mean, we saw plenty of garbage teams that were ranked at one sometime. Indiana was a top five team. Yeah. Should Iowa yeah. be beating their chest that they beat a top five? No. It's what you finish up there. I don't know. There's, there's something that continue rubs me the wrong way. And Syracuse as a whole, with all the media members, enough about them. Just shut up. Now we got Northwestern we got to deal with. Another one that's going to be ridiculous and annoying by the end. The funny thing was is that Indiana is the first team ever to beat two number one seeds and not make the field. Wow. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> yeah. And they're not even hosting their NIT home game. They're in a team first round game because the students were on spring break. Yes, yeah, they didn't want the home the the home court for that one. That's nuts. I didn't think of that until you just referenced it. You're absolutely right. Right, they did beat two number ones, and they're not in the dance. That's yep. nuts. That's nuts. Okay, so does that mean Tom Crean is safe? Does he need to make a run in the NIT in order to save his job, or is it not even a factor? I don't know. I think with the with the jobs that are kind of out there right now, Missouri, NC State, I wouldn't necessarily say in conference in Illinois, uh, he might even decide just to go somewhere else just to get out of Dodge. That's what I'm thinking. But otherwise, I think they really do need, need to make a good run through this tournament, you know, for him to really stick around. Otherwise, next year, there's, the pressure is just going to be almost unbearable. Yeah, it, it puts yourself in a tough situation. Yeah. We. We saw that happen here in the state of Iowa with Steve Alford. He jumped ship mm-hmm. and, and knew he was going into a year where they didn't even look like they are going to be a tournament team. He had to make it to get there. He said, I'll just go to New Mexico. That'll yeah. be better. It'll be better and safe uh, face for the career. If that's the case, Crean at Missouri, do you think he could get that program at least back to you know a solid standing? Or do you have concerns wherever the next stop is for Crean that he'll be able to do what he did at Marquette in Indiana, at least get them back to the NCAA tournament? Yeah, and I mean, Missouri, I think the ceiling is probably a little bit better and the expectations are about right for, for what he can do. I mean, this is a program that's capable of probably being the, the second or third best program in the SEC. And there isn't going to be anywhere near as much pressure. You know, Missouri is a historically good program, but they're no longer dealing with, you know, having Kansas right next door, you know, kind of breathing down their necks all the time. You know, you know with Kentucky a little bit, you know, next door, but a little bit further away and not quite, not quite in their mind. And, you know, the good facilities, you know, have a lot of good, you know, talent nearby in St. Louis, and then you go further into Chicago. You know, so I think that he could really, you know, go somewhere where the expectations aren't quite as fierce as they are in Bloomington and do a really good job. I'm just kind of curious who you think might might make moves here. We know LSU, you mentioned Missouri, Illinois is, is open, NC State is open. Out of those... Is Missouri your best chance or LSU your best chance to turn things around quickly because the SEC is not a great basketball haven with the exception maybe of Kentucky and Florida? Yeah, to me those are really it because you think about NC State and you think about all the competition 
not only locally with Duke and North Carolina and Wake being right there, but, you know, you think the other, you know, 12 teams in that conference. And then you think about the SEC where you're right. It's Kentucky, it's Florida, it's maybe Arkansas. But other than that, I mean, Alabama's getting better. Um, Vanderbilt's getting better. But there's still a ton of room to go. And in a 14-team league, if, if you get more, co- more teams in there with decent coaching and decent rosters, you know, everybody else is going to be, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats, and that's what's going to happen there. So I think that that's probably the best opportunity for you to do the best quickly out west yeah gonzaga's the one arizona's the two two teams that have been close under sean miller arizona hasn't been able to break Mm -hmm. through and we know the zags haven't been able to get it to a final four is it one of those two teams finally putting that uh long burden to bed or do you have somebody else coming out from out west the team that that would be most attractive to me there if all things being were equal would be florida state because i think florida state i mean they've got a lot of guys they got a lot of size. They got a lot of offense and, and, and a decent, you know, defense as well. But they're not very good when they're when they're playing away from home. And you know, they have to play in Orlando for their first two games. Right. But then they got to go all the way out west, and that I think is where the challenge is going to be for them. So I do think that it's kind of open for Gonzaga and Arizona. And you know, they met back in Los Angeles back in December, and Alonzo Trier didn't play for the Wildcats then. And I, and I think that you know he could very well be the difference this time. Um, uh, matchups that that we find unique: Marquette Duke Wojciechowski against uh, Coach K. Yeah, I I, I like I like that. Just just kind of things that you know have just kind of stick out to you as far as uh, as storylines. Northwestern is probably the biggest story. Never mm-hmm. ever been. Could they make a run? I think it's going to be very hard. I think they have a good shot in that first game against Vanderbilt, which, by the way, that's really interesting. Northwestern making their first tournament appearance, playing the first ever 15-loss at-large team. (laughs) Wow. That's just a really just, just, yeah, just wow. What kind of pairing is that? So I I think they can get by, but this is is a team that is not, you know, Derek Pardon, you know, aside – is not all that great inside. I think that Gonzaga can really push them around in the second round. Okay, but I think that's going to be a little hard for them. Um, kind of some others: Florida State playing Florida Gulf Coast mm-hmm. in yeah. Orlando was a very interesting, you know, kind of interstate battle. Um, even though I think that you know Florida State will have a little bit too much there. Um, Dayton, Wichita State, you know, the two probably mid-major powers, other than Gonzaga and St. Mary's in this draw, mm-hmm. you'll have to play each other right off the bat. And, again, that's the committee, you know, just not being all that fair to, you know, treating the mid-majors. So, so that's the other one. And Michigan-Oklahoma State, the 7-10 game yeah. in the Midwest to me is fascinating just because both those teams can score. And, you know, with what happened with Michigan last week, they are absolutely going to be inspired. So that, to me, is a very interesting one to keep an eye on. Um, I have not seen a lot of Florida Gulf Coast. I was kind of hoping that it might be Dunk City again and we might see an upset, but Trent tells me that it is not a team like when we saw Dunk City. Well, it, it, last year, yeah, they had kind of gone away from it, but, you know, having seen them a couple times in the Ace on final, they've gone back a little bit more to that. So they they. They do throw down the dunks. They've thrown the most dunks they've had, I think, since that year, this year, after a couple down years. So not quite the same, but they still try to bring some of the player back. Mm-hmm. Going to be a fun one, Chris. Always appreciate your contributions. Uh, we got a long off season ahead of us, but 
three more weeks of good hoops and and the NIT too. Syracuse, UNC, Greensboro. Talk about <laughs> funny yeah. matchups. At, at the end, I was watching last night the NIT uh, selection chairman. He says, "Oh no, we we knew nothing about that. Yeah. Come on, right, yeah. right, right, right." Sure. Sounds like I Trump. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. Alternative facts. Look, look to me. That's that's got to be fun. Uh, and I, yeah. I'm, I'm just curious in the dome how many people will even show up for that game. Well, they usually do pretty well for IT games. They have the record NIT attendance, but it's probably going to be not the thirty thousand you get for for Duke or North Carolina. It'll probably be eighteen to to twenty at the most. Okay. It's always good, man, talking to you. Thank you. You have a uh, great week, okay? You too, guys. Thank you so much. All right, Chris Dobertine. Grab that's good stuff. SB Nation. He is the uh, bracketologist for them. Look how close he was on all of his picks, Trent. Absolutely. He he went down with the Syracuse. He did. Train. He did. This year, uh, not as crazy. The committee did a pretty good job. I thought they did. Yeah, yeah. I really do. We'll come back a couple of gaps. Yeah. Now. I got a bone to pick. Okay. We'll get into that. Why does that that not shock me? Jimmy B and TC, it's the Big Talker 1700. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, and Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from 3 to 6 on 1700. Hey, everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Just seemed like I just couldn't lose weight. My digestion was really messed up. Hi, I'm Dennis Black in Dallas, Texas. Good nutrition is a major factor in good health. But in this day and age, it's hard to eat right. That's why I created Texas Superfood. Texas Superfood is made from 55 raw, vine-ripened fruits and vegetables. In a capsule or a powder, you can see them all at TexasSuperfood.com. To order, go to TexasSuperfood.com or call us at 877-55-TEXAS. That's 877-55-TEXAS. Sometimes diabetes can feel more like don't abetes. Don't do this, don't forget that. But with a little help from Walgreens, diabetes won't slow you down. Stop by for expert pharmacy care in-store or online via Pharmacy Chat. Pick up the medications you rely on and get savings on testing supplies from all major brands like OneTouch and Walgreens TrueMetrics. Walgreens has just what you need to do more with diabetes. Walgreens, at the corner of happy and healthy. Your road to March Madness. back into a 10-3 stretch. Down low, Johnson, down the NCAA basketball on Westwood One with 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Billion Automotive and Mr. Executive. The biggest games are on 1700 KBGG. Puts it up. The NCAA on Westwood One with 1700 KBGG. Watch for 1700 KBGG downtown Friday morning in the annual St. Patrick's Day Parade with Bomba Joe's RV Center, Richard Arndt, Cricket Wireless, and Suntan City. A day filled with fun, laughter, and a chance for all the Irish to get their jig on. Catch all the zany get-ups sponsored by Nobby's, your ultimate party superstore. Smile for a Snapchat. 
After the parade, join us at Annie's Irish Pub at 3rd and Court for our post-parade St. Pat's party with 1700 KBGG. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, everybody, we are back. We roll all the way till uh, 3 o'clock. Uh, coming up at the uh, top of the hour, Tom Kakert, Hawkeye Report, will dive into the NIT and Iowa's chances there. All right, so you had a little bone to pick. Well, just a couple of things. Overall, I think the committee did a good job, but there's always things that leave you scratching your head we got a call during the break mm-hmm. asking about one of them that i had on my list and okay. it was minnesota getting a five seed yep wisconsin an eight mm-hmm. i was a little taken back on that as well well the badgers were one of the first teams that were announced yes as they came out there right under villanova after the villanova getting the winner of mount st mary's in new orleans mm-hmm. and whoa an eight and the first thing that crossed my mind is, well, that's bad for the Big Ten, yep. which we all understood. But then secondly, you know, I got thinking, could Michigan State be in trouble? You know, could Northwestern be in trouble? Mm-hmm. The two teams that everybody had solidly in the bracket. Right. Those two, if you got Wisconsin as an eight, yeah, they struggle a little bit down the stretch. But again, that's not supposed to matter, right? That's, that's what, what they say. That's what they say. That's what they say. It is your resume as a whole. It is not about last 10 games, right. last five games, last whatever number you it's want to It's supposed to be totality. It is your resume as a whole. Yes. You look a little deeper at the Badgers, finishing a tie for second in the conference, mm-hmm. get to the championship game. They did. Made a run there. Yeah. Lost to Michigan. Lost to Michigan. No R- disgrace. RPI 36. Yeah. Okay. I think it showed the reliance on the RPI because if you just take a look at those two teams, Individually, against each other, match up their resumes. Sure. Wisconsin, you go through. What, what did they do in the non-conference? They went to Creighton. Okay. It's a pretty tough game, right? Yeah, yeah. They and, went out and, to Maui. And Creighton was healthy then, too. The guard was not hurt. They went out to Maui. Yeah. Beat Tennessee, beat Georgetown. Yeah. Those teams didn't turn out to be very good. Is that Wisconsin's fault? No. No, it's not their fault. They went to the biggest, the biggest. Yes. Non-conference tournament there is. Correct. They went out there, they beat the two teams that were scheduled for them, and then lost to Carolina in the championship. They went, beat Syracuse. Mm-hmm. All right, did that. Played at Marquette. Marquette's okay. a tournament Mar- team. Marquette's in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they played a good non-conference schedule. Problem is, some of the dregs at the bottom of it pulled down your non-conference strength of schedule. Right. So then you go, and then they beat the Gophers twice. Mm-hmm. Beat the Gophers twice in the regular season. Then you look at Minnesota's resume. Their non-conference strength of schedule is very good. But this is one how you game the RPI system. And this is the the problem when you rely so much on just the RPI Mm -hmm. is you can fudge the numbers. 
So this is their non-conference schedule. Okay. Louisiana Lafayette. Okay. Texas Arlington. Mm-hmm. Mount St. Mary's. St. John's. Arkansas. Southern Illinois. Florida State. Vandy. Uh, New Jersey Techn- uh, Institute of Technology. Well, yeah. Southern Georgia. Northern Illinois. Long Island. Arkansas State. Outside of Florida State, nobody real good on there, right? Well, you wouldn't say they're real good, but no. but wasn't the uh, what was the one from Texas? Was Texas that Arlington? Arlington? They're, yeah, they're decent. They're decent. Okay, but yeah. that's not enough to no, I, no, not to change to right. give you a five, right? Yeah, but because of that schedule, and they only had one team that you would consider awful, you know, a two fifty RPI there, or worse. There you go. Because of that, mm-hmm. it was bolstered up. St. John's is bad. That's a bad <laughs> basketball team. Yeah, they are, but they're one thirty one in the RPI. Yeah, doesn't kill you. No. So because of that, their non-conference strength of schedule looks better just on paper, just mm-hmm, right. stacked up. But when you really look at it closer, it's not difference. In fact, I would argue that Wisconsin's, their non-conference schedule was more difficult. They went on the road. They actually played road games. That's something that the Gophers, How many road- outside of the ACC Big Ten Challenge when they had to, right. they didn't go on the road. No, they played those games at home, right? They, they played them at home. They had... Uh, neutral site game, but that's it. Yeah. You know, they played the Vanderbilt game was over in South Dakota. Right. Where right. I will be playing next year against Colorado. Right. They didn't play in the road. Mm-hmm. Scheduling smart. Give little Ricky credit. You've got to give him credit. But a little demerit point to the NCAA committee. Those are the things that you have to look at deeper. Don't just rely strictly on the numbers. You're in this room for a week. You're locked in there. Really do the work. Really do your work, and you come up with that. And same thing with Wichita. And the thing that bothered me, Wichita 10, okay, fine. That's that's all well and good. But then St. Mary's is a 7? Yeah, I saw that too. Huh? I know. They, their resumes are completely comparable. But their three seed lines better than Wichita? They, they, it doesn't make a lick of they sense. Lost, they lost every game to Gonzaga. They did. They did. So i i I've scratched my head at that as well, so in other words, they pretty much disrespected the valley conference even though even though it's Wichita state did they disrespect them though i i don't, I don't like know that. I don't like that term okay what what would you say then they just they just went to the, the to the metrics board the r p i and said all right, this is what this yeah. is what it shows, and they this is what deep. we're going to do they okay. didn't they didn't take a look they at are it. the ninth best team in the country, according to Ken Pomeroy. mm-hmm we're a 10 seed yeah. in the South region. Yeah. Dig a little deeper. Yeah. That's all I ask. Okay. All right. This is a, it's a legit it's a legit gripe. And Wisconsin has an 8. Yeah. Oof. Good luck Villanova. Yeah, really. How would you like to be Villanova and seeing that, that in the second that, round? You got it. <laughs> That's it. And look, this is this is going to be fun. This is there's some great early matchups. In other words, it's just not blowout city in the first round. It's going to be great. Jimmy B and TC, we're coming right back. The Big Talker, 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Try Cotton in here, and I want to tell you about our great friends at Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. If you're looking for basketball, you're not going to find a better place in the metro than Draft House 50. Big screen TVs across the bar, sound on for the local games, and Great brews to go along with it. Don't forget about the food. Classic bar food with an upscale style and a tap system like you've never seen before. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. The Spot West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, 
and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments, including Dermapen, along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxedmoyne.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Over 3 million businesses use Indeed.com for hiring. And independent research shows that five times more hires are made through Indeed than any other job site. By creating the easiest, most effective hiring experience, we help businesses find great new people every day. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. If you do-it-yourselfers are looking for the right tool for the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts Power Torque Tools DIY Day Sale. You'll find a wide selection of Power Torque Tools on sale now and guaranteed for life. Power Torque Tools DIY Day Sale going on now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Over 3 million businesses use Indeed.com for hiring. And independent research shows that five times more hires are made through Indeed than any other job site. By creating the easiest, most effective hiring experience, we help businesses find great new people every day. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. 1700 KBGG kicks off your morning with On Air with Doug, Jen, and Victoria. I would want all of the police force to have everything that they would need at their fingertips. Just because they say that they need it, that's enough. We need it, so please get it to us. And they give you the hometown scoop with Monk and Kelly. I didn't know Not, you had a clothing line. Yeah. Is it really made of bacon? It's got the official bacon <laughs> yeah. stamp of approval. Smell it. not scratch it, sniff. News from around the globe with Westwood One. On Air with Doug, Jen, and Victoria on the Big Talker. 1700- 